All right, welcome back to another episode of the Underdogs Podcast, where we talk about sports, video games, movies, and TV, and pretty much anything else we can think of, um, which will especially be the uh, one of the things we talk about this week. <clears throat> uh, I'm your host, Aaron Gregg, here are my co-host, Harrison Smith. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, we are back for another episode. Having to uh, took a took a week or so off. We uh, had some technical difficulties uh, trying to get everything put up on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, all the basic problems that a startup podcast goes through. <laughs> uh, but everything should be good to go by the time you're hearing this episode. Everything should be put up on. Apple and Spotify and all those good places that yep. uh, you listen to your podcasts. Uh, so, uh, uneventful week here in uh, Newport. I don't know how it was in Johnson City. Uh, uh, school starting, so it's kind of like... You, you, I remember we talked about it a little bit last episode that we lost. Uh, we, you brought up like how I feel about starting a major. Uh, I've realized that I'm definitely not into the fun stuff yet. Like it's like, <laughs> like and I still doing your gen eds. There's one, there's one class that I have, and it's called Intro to Radio TV Film. Mm. And I was like, this is gonna be so cool. Mm-hmm. And we got, I did my, I got, I did, I had my class on Thursday, and I realized I was like, this is just a history class about radio <laughs> TV film. So it's not like wasn't at all what you thought it was. No, gonna be. <laughs> at all, man. It was, she was like, and yeah. So I was like. It was like the start of radio, telegraph, telegram, and all this different stuff. Like, so, all this different... Oh, um, I was like, come on. This is, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, I mean, but it could be worse, you know? At least I, you're... I can tell my workload is going to be a lot less. Oh, yeah. I mean, as somebody who came from the history and education department, I can guarantee it. Yeah. And I would say you'll probably, you'll probably write quite a bit, getting yeah, into I journalism have, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I mean, none of the history department, you write a lot. Yeah. Which so, I, I was, I enjoyed writing about history stuff. It was mm-hmm. just the education that really killed me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and I'll say this, if anybody's listening to this and trying to decide whether or not you're going to go into teaching, <clears throat> when you go into your education departments, this is at any school, not just DTSU or UT, it's anywhere. You're going to do a lot of stuff that... I don't exactly know how to put it. You're kind of just pleasing the teachers and pleasing the department because you're not going to use it yeah, all the time when you teach. Uh, one of the, like, I had a, the two education classes that I have. One I really enjoyed and the other one I didn't. And the one I enjoyed, I had a, I was in person for mm-hmm. most, for half the class and then we got sent home, but I still enjoyed the teacher more. It was more hands-on, stuff like that. So I probably, if I just, I just, I figured my thing was, I don't exactly like what I just took with the online one that you've talked about a lot that you didn't like either. Everybody has trouble with it, you said. Uh, yeah, it's almost department-wide. I was like, I really want to go into writing for something, sports, mm-hmm. games, something. I know I, ha- I have a lot about it. I feel like I could do it. At least try. Because mm-hmm. I don't hate to fall back on teaching if I absolutely need to, you know? Well, it's one of those things that one thing I've learned now, I love teaching and I love coaching. So I know that I picked the right thing. Yeah. But teaching is not one of those things that you can just do. Definitely. If you don't truly enjoy it, yeah. 
you're going to be miserable for as long as you do it. So, and and I tell people that all the time, like people that I've talked to that are that are talking about, like make sure this is exactly what you want to do, because if it's not exactly what you want to do, the the stuff you like, you don't realize everything that goes into it until you get into it, and it's if it's not something that you're wholeheartedly into and want like positive you want to do it's gonna be a headache you're not gonna enjoy it so that was kind of my thing but more for me is i was like I, you know like why waste time like, yeah being miserable like mm-hmm. jump right into it and it's not that i didn't want to be a teacher at all because i was interested about it there were stuff that i learned about there were things i did i was like this makes me excited to teach but there were other stuff i was like i don't want to have to go through this for another three more years like when i could try to be like learning about something interesting like writing for different medias and stuff like that when yeah stuff I know, like i really want to like really go dive head first into it. that's why i'm glad we started this when we did but it definitely uh like i'm definitely glad i made the switch i mean i understand we've had multiple conversations before we ever even started this yeah where i told you that that my suggestion was do what you know you're going to enjoy mm-hmm. And you're finally getting around to it, and this is only going to help because you're going to have experience going into it. So, I mean, it's it's exciting for me to watch you get to do what you're – because, I mean, I watch you. And, of well, course – Just as it's exciting for me to get to you to watch you coach football. Yeah. You know, similar situation. I mean, it's like I, I watched you last year. Struggle's not the right word. Maybe just tread through it because yeah, you just got through it. But I could tell you weren't necessarily enjoying it. Now, with everything going on, I mean, you were here. Yeah. So you were doing all your classes online, and that's not fun either. So, I, like, I understood it, but at the same time, I could tell it wasn't just that. That's not why you weren't enjoying it. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, once you get into what you enjoy, it, it, it makes your college experience better, and it's it's exciting for me because, like I said, I I miss college. College was fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit jealous, but... I'm excited to be hopefully back on on campus at some point just to like just to be on campus like like it sucked living on campus too because i was like but i like i just want to experience it when i'm off campus yeah once you live like once you live off campus like we lived off campus for a while and it was great i mean we lived there we lived on campus the first two years and once everybody got there we moved off and it was it was a it's one of those things like you don't mind being on campus when you live off of it yeah when you're stuck in a dorm or stuck on campus um it gets it gets monotonous. It gets old. But once you're off, you don't mind to be there, um, especially when you start to do your – especially once everything is started up, you can get in your intramural sports, all that stuff. I mean, that's that's when your college experience gets really worth it. Um, so if there's really nothing else we need to hop into, we'll, we'll go straight into the news. Good little life conversation there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, we say it in the intro every week. We're going to talk about whatever comes to our mind. Yeah. Um, a little bit of everything. So, a little bit of a late edition. Luckily, we were recording late on a Saturday night. Yeah. We got some breaking news. Um, breaking moves, as they would breaking say. Breaking moves. Uh, Matt Stafford, quarterback for the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. or formerly of the Detroit Lions, was just traded to the L.A. Rams for two future first-rounders, a third-rounder, and Jared Goff. Um, interesting to see. It's kind of a kind of a blockbuster trade. Uh, I was just I was watching the uh, Senior Bowl today, which is always fun to watch. It's one of the last big college games of the year. Yeah. Um, but they were talking. I had noticed it scrolled across the bottom, and they were kind of talking about it a little bit at halftime of that game. 
um, on the NFL Network how the the Lions had mentioned that they were trying to trade Stafford before the Super Bowl. Um, which gives them time. Well, they don't necessarily need time because they got golf, but it gave them time, depending on what they got back for Stafford, uh, to decide whether or not they wanted to draft quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, which they get golf, who I think is a good young quarterback. Yeah. Um, I know we've we've mentioned on here you're a Bills fan, but you've also followed the Rams for a while now. Mm-hmm. So from a from a quote unquote Rams fan, what's your uh, what's your thought about this? I have not seen enough of Matt, Matt Stafford play. I will say that I haven't watched all of him. Uh, I've heard he's spectacular at times with the right weapons. Uh, he can be a really good quarterback. I'm not denying that. I was totally sold on Jared Goff since his Super Bowl season. So I was a fan of Jared Goff first. Okay. So I would say that it sucks for me because I was really there – and I've like now they have Cam, and I'm, I'm more of a you'll learn about me I'm, when it comes to the NFL. I'm more of a player fan than I am a team fan. I understand that. Uh, so it it just kind of sucks to see a guy that I that I latched onto early and saw success out of early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I wish him the best. I wouldn't hate to see Matthew Stafford do great in LA. You know, it's 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 good for both people. I just I hate seeing Jared Goff leave because I think he fit. Really well there. Yeah, uh, and I just, I don't. Well, I mean, he went to college team. in LA, or in California, yeah. so I mean, it's he's he's kind of part of the, and he's been there since they moved to LA. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. But I mean, they, he he was drafted to definitely build a franchise around. Oh yeah. Hell. Oh yeah. And then it just, I mean, it kind of, I mean, obviously he's not been great. Not no. He's he's been very like like you said he had he's had a good defense he's had good weapons around him they just not be able to get over the hump and no. I think it's one of those the NFL is one of those leagues they had a chance in the Super Bowl but Bill Belichick just tore him apart just where they were so young yeah you, know, you could tell the lack of experience was definitely the favor in that yeah it's it's just one of those things like the NFL is one of those what have you done for me lately top leagues definitely. And golf's had a couple bad seasons, yeah. so if you can go out and get a Matthew Stafford, somebody like that, that's I mean that's a big time deal, mm-hmm. and it <laughs> kind of shows the age gap in us. I remember watching Stafford at Georgia. Really, I didn't know. He played yeah, at he played at Georgia, so it's one of those things like I've watched him for a long time. He's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's been stuck in Detroit. Yeah, I could definitely tell that. I'm not like I, like I said, I'm not by any means denying his skill. I was, oh yeah, I was just more. More or less a big Jared Goff. Like when he got to Detroit, he had Calvin Johnson, Megatron, yeah. one of the best receivers. I mean, his I mean he's not played in three or four years now. He retired, but like one of the best receivers in a long time coming out of the draft. Um, but they just outside of that, he never really had weapons. It's just Detroit has just kind of been stuck in that. I don't even, that midpoint really. I don't even want to say mid tier. I was thinking mid tier, but they're. They're just. They sh- I would say a couple of years ago they were making the playoffs, at least the first round, from what I can or getting close. Yeah. yeah, and and it's tough for them, and they're in that division with Green Bay and Minnesota, yeah. who were Green Bay for sure. Minnesota every now and again is. Mm-hmm. I mean they've they were kind of, they were mid tier this year for sure, but I mean it's. I don't know. It's kind of hard if you're LA to be able to get a quarterback like that. Yeah. I know you you give up a lot because you give up two first rounders and a third rounder. I don't. I don't think it's been officially announced what the picks are. I'm sure I'm sure one of the first rounders will be this year uh for Detroit. So they'll get a lot for Stafford. Um golf and then three other players. 
You um, think they go out and draft some weapons for golf and try to load him up? I would think so. I mean, I, I'm like – I'm like you. Like I mean, I follow the NFL, but I don't, Detroit's not one of those teams that I see a whole yeah. lot. Just in our market, they're yeah, not on TV a whole lot. Here. I mean, your CBS game every week is almost always the Titans, mm-hmm. uh, and if it's not the Titans, it's Steelers, Ravens, Browns, big, maybe. Big game yeah, so you don't see Detroit around here a lot. I mean, I know they're in the, the NFC, but the, even the NFC games is usually if it's not Atlanta or New Orleans, it's. Somebody like maybe the Bucks or mm-hmm. you just don't see Detroit much. So I don't know. It's one of those things. Stafford wanted out. They kind of they just wanted to move on. I don't. They didn't want to move on because he wasn't getting it done. I think they under, kind of understand that he's one of those quarterbacks that deserves more. Yeah. And like we were talking off off the podcast, he's not necessarily on the backside of his career, but he's been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. Maybe Detroit has noticed it. They're in a rebuild. It's going to be. Has he been hurt a couple times? He, yeah, he's dealt with some injuries. Um, but maybe they just kind of thought, you know what? He's on the. He's maybe on the back half of his career. Let's let's see if we can't get him somewhere that. We'll try to get also try to get something out. Of well, him. definitely try to get a return, and so get rid of him while he's while he's worth something for sure. But maybe just to try to get him an opportunity to go somewhere and do something. Um, I mean, in L.A., he's going to have a stable of of weapons. I mean, he's got. I mean, Cam Akers sticks out. And that's one thing that's hurt Cam this year. I mean, of course, he's a Florida State guy, so we keep up with him. But he – the pass game wasn't as good because golf kind of struggled this year. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't do one or the other to set up the other. Yeah. So it, it just kind of hurt him in the long run. But, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad trade for either one. Uh, Detroit gets a lot in return for Stafford, and then Stafford goes to – of course, to LA and is going to have weapons and and a lot of stuff to be or a lot of a lot of opportunity to be able to take advantage of. So it'll, it'll be fun. I mean, I know we've got the Super Bowl left, but I'm already looking forward to football, <laughs> the next football season. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully everything's back to back to normal. We got full crowd. Like the Senior Bowl today had like a 75 percent crowd. Really? And it oh, was yeah. yeah. Well, it was just one of those things. It was just crazy to actually hear reactions to plays and stuff and know that it wasn't like a recording yeah so it's hopefully that's what we'll get back to um and i can guarantee that'll not be the last time we see a big trade i think deshaun watson gets traded yeah oh well i don't know that's a that's a well situation it is but at the same time it's one of those that he's unhappy and he's already made it known supposedly that he'll set out this year if he needs to would he hold out six hundred fifteen thousand dollars a game if he holds out is it fine? Mm-hmm. That's over half a million dollars. Comes off his contract. So, he's apparently it's already been said that he's willing to set out this year. I understand it, but at the same time, I mean, it's one of those things. We're, we're kind of in a we're, we're in a situation now, especially in the league, that if, if somebody's not happy. They gave up DeAndre Hawkins. They were screwed. Yeah, they, they screwed themselves over. But, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll just have to see where that one goes. I you have to think if 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 Detroit got that much for Stafford, I'd hate to see what that drives the price up for Watson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some teams. Supposedly the Dolphins are in on it. They're willing to trade Tua and some picks. Uh, I've read some. I've read a couple places that the Jets may be in on it. Um, give Sam Darnold. I would say so. Um, I've seen that the Forty ers may be in on it, giving up Jared Garoppolo. So I I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo. I say Jared, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, 
so I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It's one of those things that we'll definitely touch in on if yeah. if any of those trades happen. Um but in true underdogs fashion, uh, we're gonna we're gonna make that hop over to uh the next bit of news, which is there's a live action Harry Potter series in the works at HBO Max. Yeah, which is I mean we didn't get any sort of like the news just broke a couple of days ago. Yeah. We didn't get any sort of what it's going to be about or what, um, but that's interesting. I mean, I feel like I've watched the Harry Potter movies forever. Um, even though growing up I wasn't allowed to watch them, I had to sneak around and watch yeah. them, which which is funny. <laughs> but you know, you do what you got to do as a kid to watch the biggest movies that all your friends are watching. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's interesting. HBO Max is. For for them to first come out and everybody kind of be worried about it, not sure what it was going to be able to do. They, well, they, yeah, it didn't have a Roku app. There wasn't much to, on it. Uh, it was just, and the only the only selling factor it had was Friends. For, yeah. for a lot of people, yeah, at least that and movies. Yeah, I mean, it had a it had the HBO it library a, of movies. Yeah, that's right. It just had all the HBO like TV shows and stuff like that. You know, like a, a back catalog. Yeah, suffer through Game of Thrones again. But I mean, it was it's one of those things. Like I mean, now I mean, you look at. I've, I've literally watched nothing but HBO Max for like the last few weeks. Now, I will say, I, since the launch, I have seen it. They have kept a pretty good catalog of horror movies, so that is yeah. that is probably... Yeah, which, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little late to it, but I just finished watching all the Scream movies yesterday. Yeah. Um, of course, those are from the 90s, but... Uh, I, and they're starting with their their dual releases of in theaters and, and yeah. on on... HBO Max, so watched the little things this week. Um uh, had Samuel Jackson and uh Rami Malik. What did I just say? Samuel Jackson. Yeah, you're right. Uh we'll just cut that out. Um it had Denzel Washington and uh Rami Malik and Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Um let me tell you, Jared Leto is a very interesting character. Yeah, I'm interested to see Morbius. You know, just talking about Jared Leto. Well, did you see the interview with him this week? Uh-uh. <laughs> and it's kind of funny after watching. So in the little things, he's a possible serial killer. Yeah. He's just got super long hair, super greasy, like just just a grunge type guy. Mm-hmm. The interview for Morbius, you know, Morbius is mm-hmm. we've not really talked about it on here, but he's a vampire from the Spider-Man universe. Um, he he said in an interview that that was like the most comfortable he's been making a movie. Was yeah, he was like, it's basically, I was just playing myself. That's so I, I was like, okay, so you're basically saying you're a vampire. <laughs> so it was it was weird. But it was also one of those things that was like, I mean, it makes me excited to watch that movie. Yeah. Because while his, I don't necessarily think that his portrayal of the Joker was very good. No. But I also think that was more script than him. I'll be interested to see if they, he shows up at all in the Justice League, or the new Justice League cut, um, because what we've seen of him was not very good. But I don't know. HBO Max seems to have it headed in the right direction. They seem to be pretty good, um, and I don't know. I'm excited about this or this Harry Potter series. Uh, I wonder if it'll. I, I, I'm just curious where it'll be set. Uh, you almost have to think it's future, or future, after future or past. I mean, this the the Harry Potter leg, the Hogwarts Legacy game that's coming out is set in the eighteen hundreds, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, uh, 
You just, uh, it also, I, I wouldn't hate a, uh, a telling of the, uh, Cursed Child, which is the play. The, yeah, the newest that, one. That they wrote, but was put into a book, uh, basically like the script of the play was, it reads like a play script. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't hate to see that. That is, that is, uh, Harry's youngest child, and, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not read it. Or I'm not, I mean, I, I know what it is. It's about but... Harry's youngest child uh, and all that, which is pretty cool. Um, it, I wouldn't hate to see that. That would be one that I'd be interested to see because that it has not been shot in a movie form, only in, only in plays. Yeah. And it's not been like like Hamilton, which is now on Disney+. Plus. Like, it's not anything like, if you've not read it or watched the play, you've not seen anything about it. Mm-mm. And it's I think it's really only been like on Broadway and in England. So yeah. there's not really been an opportunity to watch it. So it... it That'll be interesting. Um, but it's just one of those things we'll have to keep our finger on. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about it more as we get more info. And also, I've seen a lot of people say that they wouldn't mind a reboot of the whole entire thing. Uh, no, thanks. I mean, I don't... I'm here neither here nor there. Uh, I mean, when we talk about TV series that I'm most excited for, it's already been announced. It was announced a while ago. We haven't mentioned it on here or anything, but... Uh, the Percy Jackson is going to be on, on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, very, very much more accurate, and it's going to be written with Rick Riordan, uh, who was the author of those uh, of those books. He's going to be involved. He wasn't in the book, or he wasn't in, involved in the movies. Yeah, he's going to be more involved. It's going to be more age accurate. It's, there's a lot of stuff going into it. We want to talk about things I'm excited for about book series that I've read. I'm way more higher on that Percy Jackson scale than I am on that Harry Potter scale. Yeah. See. And that's why I'm like I'm more interested in Harry Potter because like I read quite a few of the books when I was little and then watched all the movies, but I never I don't think I ever I obviously didn't read anything, but I don't think I ever saw any of the Percy Jackson movies. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Just hearing you talk about the show, I'm excited for the show. Um, But like I said, I'll be going into it with zero knowledge of it because I don't have other than what you've told me. Like I have no clue of what's going on. It'll be better. I mean, it'll be a lot easier for you to go in blind watching the movie or yeah. watching the TV series than it would be to go in blind yeah. watching the movies. Yeah, that's... Uh, I think it'll be... I, I think it'll be handled well. I mean, I think I read or saw somewhere the other day that they're either in production or something. Yeah, they're not even... I think they're they're like still... Pre-production? Still, yeah, I think he's still writing. Is that what it, Okay. I just saw something... They don't even have a cast at all. Okay, I just seen something the other day. Maybe it was just an update from him where he said the writing was going well and they're excited to get started. Um, I had just seen it on and off the other day, um, so that's exciting. I mean, there's it's one of those things we're kind of I don't want to say we're out of it because we're definitely not out of the woods with this pandemic, mm-hmm. but with all this stuff coming out, we kind of seem like we're on the we're on the on the backside of it because more things are starting to, which of course we're getting more getting more announcements out of the government that hopefully some of these things are going to get cleared up if we can continue on the path that we are. But, like, starting to be able to go watch movies in theaters and things like that, that's that's exciting for me. So to see all this stuff get announced and, and start to get worked on and, and know they're in production, it's it's fun and exciting because I'm just, I mean, of course today we're going to talk about WandaVision, which is the first MCU thing we've seen in over a year. Yeah. So that's been super exciting. Um, so I'm I'm just ready to see more more new stuff come out that we're that we're not used to. So I'm 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 all for it. Um, 
And I'm going to take a bathroom break, and then we'll talk about GameStop. Well, our next bit of news, um, because I guarantee you everybody that listens to this this week definitely got on here to listen to Wall Street news. We're stockbrokers now. Um, but <laughs> one of the one of the big things that went on this week was the sale of GameStop stock due to um, a bunch of people on Reddit who went in and bought GameStop. Uh, you've paid quite a bit of more attention to this than I have. Yes, I mean, I found I, this utterly hilarious. I thought it was the funniest thing, one of the funniest like couple of days on Twitter that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I of course I follow all the Barstool stuff. They talked about it quite a bit, but I didn't really like. I haven't really heard all the ins and outs. So I'm gonna let you take this over and talk about it. So this, I don't, I'm trying to. I don't want this to take too long, but basically what happened is is these hedge funds attempted to do this thing where they were shorting the stock of GameStop. Mm-hmm. GameStop. So what they do, and I'm going to try this. I'm going to, well, I can, if I can get you to understand this. I'm well, I've heard it. Basically, when they short it, what they're doing is they're betting on these companies to fail. Not necessarily. Well. Not, not necessarily. So what shorting is, is these hedge funds come in. Mm-hmm. So I'm hedge fund, you're GameStop. Mm-hmm. I come in, I go, hey, I'm going to pay you one dollar for and i'm gonna borrow your stock mm-hmm. i'm gonna pay you one dollar for me to borrow it i now have one of your stocks i sell that stock for ten dollars okay yeah so i've made 10 bucks right there okay mm-hmm. but when i borrow that stock i make the promise that i'm going to buy that stock back and return it to you because i borrowed it so okay. my stock to give and to sell away. I got you. So they, what they do is they, they borrow the stock, say, hey, GameStop, you, mm-hmm. repay you $1, give me one stock. I have one in your stock. I sell it for 10 And then they drive the price of it down yeah. and buy it back at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. So what they've done is they said, I made $10, but I paid you $1, for giving you the stock. Yeah. I bought it back at $5. Mm-hmm. So my profit is actually $4. Yeah, so they make money but off of it's it. it's free money because you're making all that back. Yeah. So what had happened was these hedge funds, they they overborrowed. They borrowed 140% of GameStop's available shares. Mm-hmm. So there was no possible way they could pay everything back. So they've already... Like, they were so greedy, they've already outdone themselves. Yeah. These Reddit users on, uh, they said Reddit. Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets, thank you. Um, they realized what was happening and said, hey, as a joke, <laughs> just, just to, I guess, to screw these hedge funds over. Basically, because, I mean, these hedge funds are, are just billionaires. Yes, it's, it's just billionaires just screwing companies over. To get richer. If you saw a couple months ago, it was, uh, GameStop was like, they were like, looking at bankruptcy it was because these hedge funds were just driving it so low yeah. that they were just doing terrible i mean they couldn't get back up because they were being forced down and forced down and forced mm-hmm. down so what these reddit users did was said hey if we buy this stock before they can they can buy it back it jacks up the price mm-hmm. so what happened was they all went and kept buying this stock buying stock buying stock as they buy more the price of the shares go up Mm-hmm. So, originally, these hedge funds were going to buy these stocks back for four dollars. 
Now they have to buy them back for four hundred. About to say last I saw was over four hundred. And as people keep gaining stock and like just at the demand for it goes up, which automatically raises the price. The mm-hmm. more people have it, automatically raises the price. Everything that was happening was raising the price so high. And these hedge funds could not they were gonna make huge losses and a couple a couple of them Some of them lost gonna, billions of dollars. And we're gonna go bankrupt. They were not gonna be able to yeah. afford to do this. And that happened with mostly it happened with AMC Theaters. It's about to say they started AMC Theaters after GameStop. Yep. Um, happened with all these different places, and that's why you, if you saw hold the line, is because they have to buy that stock back. Yeah. So they, the Reddit users are like nobody sell their stock because that keeps the price up. Yeah. So as long as they hold on to this stock, they're fine. Like these hedge funds are going to be like, we don't know what to do, and it yeah. just drives more panic in these mm-hmm. hedge funds. And it was utterly hilarious to see people just be like, nobody sell. You know <laughs> I mean, there were like multiple memes. <laughs> videos, everything. It was just so funny to me. But the funniest part about it, and I, I think this cracks me up every time I think of it, the funniest part about this, everything, is this screw over the big guy. All yeah. stuff, it rests on the shoulders of GameStop. <laughs> and I would just think about that. Which has been a failing company for years. Because, I mean, just think about the Newport GameStop. Just think about that logo hanging right beside the Monterey. <laughs> and you're like, this is the hero. I mean, I can count on probably both hands how many times I've been in there in the last five years. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean. Definitely. I mean, it's just, and that's why I was just so drawn to it. Because I was like, the hero of all this Yeah. GameStop. The place where <laughs> I was like, in high school, I'm not going to work at GameStop. <laughs> like, it's just so funny to me. And it was just. It just started just something that I just found utterly hilarious. For really, just for no reason other than the fact that again, it's just GameStop. Now it's it's always good to see one of those like your normal people taken from the one percent. Yeah, but it only it only makes it better that it was done through stock for GameStop. Yeah, I mean it was from what I've seen it's it's been pretty funny. Yeah. And I mean of course AMC is the same way the theater chain. Yeah, uh, I did see something. It, it just cracked me up, uh, and it was like. It was the Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio on the phone. He's yeah, like, I did see that. Hot right now, AMC theaters. Yeah, I know it's a pandemic, <laughs> and I was just like, crack it up. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the one of the best. Now, have you I've seen ever. that movie? No, I haven't. You, seen that yeah, movie. you definitely need to watch but, it. Uh, it's it was utterly <laughs> hilarious. I just found the situation funny. What was happening funny? The fact the fact that it came up about on Reddit, and another funny thing was the fact that all these hedge fund managers and stuff were getting on these big news. <laughs> Like media sites were like, CNBC is, was one of the big this ones. Is market manipulation, which is what they've been doing for years. The exact thing that they mm-hmm. were committing, and the fact that it, it was like all it took was a couple Reddit users to find mm-hmm. out what was happening, and it it yeah. snapped, it broke on them like that, which makes you think like, why is the stock market value so high? A bunch of Reddit users yeah. twist it like that. <laughs> I mean, I saw. I guess it was maybe today or yesterday. I saw a video of the. Uh, it was literally the CEO of Nasdaq. Mm-hmm. Who's like you look at the stock market? The, one of the first stocks you see is Nasdaq. Yeah. Um, was on there calling for regulations. Yeah, he's like, we need regulations. We need regulations. The last thing a stockbroker wants is any kind of regulations. Yeah. That's how big of a panic they're in yeah. that they're calling for these things to be regulated when that's the absolute last yeah, when, thing they should when want. You talk about these hedge fund shorting. You had like uh, Elon Musk was like, 
all these big these they're they're called whales in the stock community because yeah. they can make it they can make an impact on the stock market and they're just by themselves yeah yeah so he was like I hate these hedge funds. They've tried to drive down the stock of Tesla many, many times. Yep. He hates them. Yeah. So he was like, and that's another reason Dave Portal. Yeah, he got involved too. He got got involved. All these like big whales, so to speak, were getting involved. And Elon Musk, at one point, it was at $143 a share. Elon Musk sent out a tweet. One tweet (laughs) sent it to $230 a share. Yeah, it's it, it was fun to watch. It was so fun because <laughs> so many people were just coming in, and uh, it was it was a lovely, lovely little couple of days. It was one of those things where, like, oftentimes, like, I am glued to Twitter. It's just something I'm always on. Oh yeah. But it was one of those well, it was it was hard to miss on Twitter because that's yeah. all everybody was talking about. It was one of those days where, like, I don't care. I'm gonna be on Twitter all day. <laughs> like, I don't, this might be bad for my eyes, but I don't care. No, it, it was worth it for sure, and and I don't think it's gonna stop. No, that's the thing. As long as they hold on to the stock, the demand is going to stay high, and it's going to stay, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, that's the thing, like, I saw a couple people be like, you know, there is big advantages to buying GameStop stock right now. Yeah. But at the same time, it can, I mean, it, it can crumble on a, on a side. Oh, yeah, quickly. People can just, either way, somebody's going to lose a lot of money. I did also did see that the guy that found this out is worth $50 million right now. The guy that found out what was happening. Yeah, I, I saw a guy. The one thing that stood out to me is I saw a guy on Twitter who posted his, uh, I believe it was a receipt from his, uh, from the lender of his college debt. Yeah. Literally made his money back in one day enough to pay off his college loans. Yeah, there were people being like, "Thanks, I'm so glad this happened. I can now like, for like, afford the surgery for my dog." Yeah, and stuff like that. Like that's what stood out to me is like, "Holy cow!" Like he made one payment. I think it was like thirty three thousand yeah. dollars, and and paid off his college loans. Uh, I just hate that I I missed out. I should have got in on it. Yeah. Even though I don't have any clue what's going on, I I should have got in on it and been able to uh, pay off my college loans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, and that's another thing. We'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on it because, like I said, I don't think it's going away. No, yeah. uh, as long as they can affect it, they're going to keep affecting it. So it'll it'll stay that way. Um. So our next bit of news, uh, which is a big thing for some of you older folks like me who grew up watching Batman the animated series. Um. It's been announced that there's supposedly a sequel in the works at HBO Max. Hmm. Now, granted, HBO Max original. Yeah. So, the thing is with that is there was lots of movies and other series that played off of Batman the Animated Series. What Supposedly what those are going to do, unless they decide to change their mind, that will retcon those. It'll be like those never happened, except for Batman Beyond. Okay. Batman Beyond is like the one, that and Mask of the Phantasm, the movie. Yeah, that's, about, that's the Joker one. Isn't it? No, 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 the Joker one is Batman Beyond. Return of the oh, Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but... I'll be interested to see what happens with that. I've I've been playing around with starting that back up just to because it's been so long since I've watched it. I've just been watching a lot of stuff right now, so I need to get back on that. Yeah, I mean, I finally. If you haven't, if you don't have HBO Max yet, get it. It's it's starting to be really worth it. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they're they're slowly putting a lot of stuff on there. Old cartoons that are on there, man. Like if you were a fan of like Boomerang or Cartoon Network, Mm -hmm. it's it's worth it. Wait, yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. but but that'll be fun to see. I mean, that's one of the OG superhero cartoons of not just DC or Marvel, but, I mean, for everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the first. So um, that'll be that'll be neat to see. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. I, 
got to finish New Girl so I can get back around to that. I finally yeah, took you, your advice and started yeah. New Girl. Um, so, next thing we're going to look at, possible World Cup destinations for 2026. Um, you wouldn't look at me and think I'm a soccer fan. Me either. Well, but I feel like you could fit the mold more than yeah. I do. Um, got a colleague that likes to call it communist kickball. Um, he knows who it is. If he listens to this, he's gonna get a good, he's gonna get get a good laugh out of it because he knows he knows what I'm talking about. But uh, 2026 World Cup rolls around. It's a three country bid. With. What's well, in North America? Basically. Yeah, but it's a three country bid, is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. It's America, Mexico, and Canada. Canada. Well, the host cities. Right now, the American cities are Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, Houston, L.A., Miami, Nashville, New York, New Jersey. So that would probably be MetLife Stadium yeah. where the Jets and Giants play. Um, Orlando, Philly, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington. So that's the American cities. Mm-hmm. Now, not all these will get will necessarily get to host yeah. – um, Selfishly, I hope Nashville gets the host. Definitely. Uh, Bendo. That'll be a good one because that kind of, I mean, Nashville really just kind of collects a lot of people. Well, it's, I mean, outside of Atlanta, in these this group, Nashville's the only big southern city, like middle of the south. I mean, yeah. of course, Miami's. Miami, Orlando, would, those yeah, those would be considered the border. south, but Atlanta and Miami are more of your central southern areas. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been to a couple U.S. Well, matches in Nashville. No, but I th- I think me and you have talked about this a little bit off the show. I don't see the U.S. being put in Nashville or Atlanta. I would love for it because, yeah. like I said, you've not experienced it. I've experienced a couple U.S. matches in Nashville. Um, now, they were friendlies. Wouldn't be as hyper and crazy as World Cup matches, obviously. But, like, here, like, I'm a, I'm a history teacher. I'm a full-blooded American. Yeah. I love the national anthem. Period. Gives me gives me goosebumps anytime I hear it. Being in a stadium at a soccer game. Yeah. Because it's just different. You go to a football game and the national anthem plays, it plays, everybody stands there with their hand over their heart and they listen to it. Mm-hmm. Soccer stadium or a soccer match is a totally different idea. Right. Everybody. And, and me, I'm I'm nervous and shy. I don't make any noise. Was singing to the top of my lungs both mm-hmm. times. Everybody sings the national anthem as loud as they can. It's one of those experiences, whether you like soccer or not. If you're if you're an American and you love America, like it's one of those things. It's it's top five things yeah. you can do ever. Also, if like some people say, oh, soccer is boring. It's just chasing a ball, blah 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 blah. And it can be, you know, there can be down down parts of a game. Yeah, absolutely. But it is really easy to get excited when somebody scores. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Absolutely. I vividly remember uh, watching, um, I was in, I remember it so well because I was also starting, we, were, we had started football, like training camp for the, like during the summer going into my eighth grade year, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember like, I would wake up, there would be a U.S. game on because they were in. That was when they were in South, was that when they were in South Africa? Rio? No, it might have, it was Rio, you're right. It was Brazil. Yeah, right? yep. Uh and, uh, so all their matches started at like ten o'clock. Yeah, I remember like waking up, being like, ah, and I remember like, like I, it was like the game before they faced Belgium in the actual tournament. Yeah, it was like the last the knockout stages. Like yeah, that. yeah, it was, it was uh, 
and I just remember like watching the game as much as I could before. Yeah, I believe I it was win or go home in that one. I had, I was I was like watching the game as much as I could before I could before I uh, had to go to football practice, obviously. And I had a soccer ball in the house because <laughs> I got really into soccer. It was the yeah. first time that I got really into it. And I just remember, like, when something good would happen, I'd, like, be dribbling the ball. And then one time I just accidentally booted it, and it hit the, a wall in my living room and bounced <laughs> right back at me. But I was, like, all about it, man. I was so excited. So I definitely, like, I, I got it got hooks in me really quick. And it's just it's just really easy to get excited when, it's, when there's really something tense happening. Like, somebody almost scores, somebody does score. Mm-hmm. And, but you can also feel the energy get sucked out of a room. when the Well, it's one of those things, like. Because, like, scoring in basketball. Yeah. Two points. Yeah. It's the NBA scoring 100 points a game. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Not many soccer games get over three. Well, it's, and it's what I was kind of was going through. Like, means something. Yeah, know? there's lots of slow points, but a lot of the times those slow points, it's zero to zero. Yeah. Or it's one to one. Like, a goal can win or lose yeah. the game at any point. Yeah. And you never know. Like, it can happen at Any the, pass can, like, yes. lead to a goal. Yes. Really and, and I know football's one of those things, like, a touchdown can happen at any moment. A basket and basketball can happen any moment. A home run or, or a score, and and it can can in soccer too. But it's one of those things like that once goal, maybe all you see. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's that's the thing about I mean, it is in it's the, in that, that very same year that World Cup year Russia beat Argentina one nil. Yeah. One nothing. I mean, it's. I mean that a one goal can very like you score one basket in basketball. All right, we got two points. Let's get back on defense. Yep. Score a touchdown. Still kick the ball off. Yep. You know, and it, late in the game they matter, but. At any point in any in any game of soccer, a score matters, mm-hmm. and it's it's just really something I recommend. Yeah, whether it's in the first minute or the ninetieth really minute, it's really easy to support America in oh, soccer. Yeah. You know, like it's just really easy to just oh yeah. Plus, plus it's exciting, especially twenty twenty six. There's some characters on. There. Well, I mean, they're they're not struggling right now. They're not right. great, but they're young. Yeah. By the by the time twenty twenty six rolls around. They may be dangerous. Yeah. Like, they may be a team to reckon with in the world. Not just yeah. North America, but the entire world. So, yeah. that's exciting. Um, in the last six major cities, of course, we go to Mexico. You got Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. Three. I've definitely seen Mexico City. Mexico City, for sure. Um, and, I mean, do you th- I mean, they would probably do two for Canada. I feel like they would do most in... Obviously, they would have to. You're going to do the most in America. You're going to do... You're probably going to have. Honestly, I mean, it's worse than hosting the World Cup. You could, I could see him doing it in Mex- all three cities in Mexico and Canada. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's one of those things like with Mexico. If you have one in Mexico City and then turn around and have Mexico play in L.A. or San Diego, yeah. they're still going to have a huge crowd mm-hmm. because that's that's a short travel. Plus, there's lots of people in that area. That, same with Florida. Yeah, Florida would be Florida, the same Texas, way. So, and in Canada, you've got Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto. I mean, I, what's the other place? Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto. So, that's, I mean, that's your three major cities when you look at Canadian sports. Mm-hmm. So, I would say. I think that's that's here, basically here, here, and here of, of that wide. Yeah, it's Canada it's wide. Yeah, it's widespread. So you could, I mean, you could if you could also bring Canada into America, have them in. Same, uh, yeah. Seattle, places like that, and still have a large <coughs> or New crowd. York. Yeah, still have a large crowd of people coming. In. Yeah, so I mean, you're going to see your. You're going to see your New Yorks, your L.A.'s, your Seattle's, your Boston, like Dallas, probably, I would say Atlanta will get one. And I don't know, I don't. I can't remember right off the top of my head how many they'll use. Um, there'll be a lot. I mean, when you look at Brazil, like they were all over the place. So there will be a lot of them. I will probably try to go to Nashville, regardless of who plays there. 
Especially, and then of course, if if you're I, I, a candidate, city. If I'm thinking it about it in my head, like if if the U.S. is playing in America, I have to. I, well, I'm the same way. I might have to shell it out. I'm the same I'll way. Out of college, I don't care. I might just have to suck it up and go. And I've I've talked about that with some of my friends too. If it's one of those things like, I don't want to miss something. Like possibly that. the only time it could happen in our yeah. lifetime. So, it's one of those things like, if they manage to get into Nashville, I'll be jacked up about it. But. If they can go anywhere within reason that I can get to, yeah. I'm gonna try to get there. I mean, it's and and we're still a ways off. Obviously, we still got five years <laughs> before we even get there. But uh, I mean, we have a whole another World Cup before this one. 2022. Yeah, and that'll be in Qatar. So I mean, long time before this one Just comes around. Really it it really is. Out. I mean, it's and like I said, soccer's not for everybody, but it's one of those things I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's also it's, special to see just a bunch of different nations come together like that. Yeah. I mean, and it, it works. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the And Olympics. it's different than a lot of American sports. Because, it's also different than the Olympics because it's just one yeah. sport, so it's weird like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, you see a lot of – hostility is not really the right word. But you see a lot of things happen in, in different sports yeah. where fan bases get into it, this and that. You go to one of those matches, like for the most part, when the World Cup, there's like it's like a respect. There's also usually a language barrier. Well, so that too. Like, really that too. I mean, you can yell at each other yeah. in different languages and not have a clue what's knows. going on. So it's it's one of those things that, I don't know, it'll be fun. Uh, like I said, we got plenty of time before that. Especially if America so has a good showing in the next World Cup. I know that it is, uh, it is there's three countries. So... Usually, if a city, if a country hosts, they're an automatic in, right? But since there's three countries, are all three teams going to be automatic? I doubt it. I doubt it. But I don't know though. I don't exactly know how that'll work because those three countries still all compete in the Concacaf, like in the Gold Cup, to win that. To win that automatic. Well, but but it's it's North America, and like there's other like Canada's always in the tournament. They just usually don't do very well. Um. So I don't know. That'll be another thing we'll have to keep an eye on because I don't I don't know how that'll work out. So biggest trailer news this week comes from Godzilla versus Kong. A lot of people are like, "Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's finally here." It is finally. I mean, it comes out in like a month and a week or a month and two weeks, something like that. So it's yeah. it's very much on like coming up very quickly, yeah. and we hadn't seen any trailers until this week. Yeah. You're a Kong guy, right? You're a big fan of Kong Skull Island. Uh, I've seen all these movies. Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then Kong Skull Island. All good movies. I, I don't know why. Couldn't tell you why. Got a special place in my heart for Godzilla. Um, mm. I think we're going to have sort of... Now, the director came out and said there would be a definitive winner. He said there would be a winner in the fight. I don't know. I think we're gonna have a Batman versus Superman situation. Yeah, probably. I think we're gonna have some sort of uh, <laughs> like, like one of <laughs> if we save Martha. <laughs> Why did you say that's what I mean? That's what I was giggling about. Yeah, I know. I I I completely understand. And it's one of those things that goes back to um, another podcast I listen to, the Weekly Planet, mm-hmm. where they talk about movies and stuff. And they were talking about this, and and they said it's going to fall into that trope of they punch for a bit and then they're mates, yeah. uh, same way as Batman and Superman. They fight for a while and then they're friends and have to fight somebody else. So, I think I could be way off. I could also be spot on. Don't know. I think there'll be some sort of Mecha Godzilla. I don't know. 
Because if you think about it, bring Godzilla and the Mega Godzilla into the same movie without it just being. Well, here's the deal. I've seen the trailer about five times now. One because I'm interested. Two because I knew we would talk about it. It, it also people were like wanting it really bad. I think it delivered. I think it was a spectacular trailer. Oh, I, I'm very excited about it. Um. Of course, one of the big questions was: Would Kong be big enough to fight Godzilla? He because he's grown. because he's smaller. He but they grown. also mention in Skull Island that he's not at full adult size. So of course he's grown. I think what's going to happen because from the trailers, if you watch, Godzilla is not just attacking people in general. Mm-hmm. He's attacking. Um, what's the bad? I forget what the. Ghidorah is the main bad monster. I'm talking about the organization. Um, that what's-his-face that was in Game of Thrones leads. Yes. Yeah. One of the things I've read, and could be totally wrong, but Godzilla, like in the trailer, he's attacking humanity. Yeah. But if you really look into it, he's attacking monarch bases, mm-hmm. which is the evil organization in that group. And if you notice, he's in, like he's hiding, or he's dormant in yeah. both movies until something happens. Mm-hmm. In the last one, he's dormant until Ghidorah comes around and Ghidorah starts to upset the balance of the Titans in this universe. So I think Godzilla may have realized that Monarch is doing something. Maybe Mecha Godzilla, maybe something else. You know, at the end of the last one, that one guy ended up with one of Ghidorah's head. Now, is there a Mecha Ghidorah? There is, yes. Okay, that's what I figured. And so I was going to say, they very well could be a Mecha Ghidorah. But I think Godzilla has. Realize that there's something that could upset the balance of, of Earth again. But also, they... It, I don't know. I mean, I watched the trailer once. I thought it was amazing. I didn't want to see more. It's They they also talk about something about war. So it seems like they've also maybe... In the past, yeah. Have, there have been past wars and... Yeah. I think, we'll, I think we'll get a... Like a last of, I think... That, I want to go back and watch we'll def- all of them. I think we'll definitely I'm get a... <laughs> I, I might go back and watch them. Just to... Because I haven't seen the first Godzilla. Yeah. Seen the second one. There's only two, right? Yeah. So I've only seen. I've only, but I love Kong's Island. I definitely would watch it again. But I want to go back and watch them just to just to jot my mind, you know, like. Yeah, I'll definitely mind. go back and watch all three of them before this comes also, out. Like, it's just one of those things. It's like I know the lore of you know. I know the history of Marvel. I know all this different stuff. It's kind of like I want to know what this war is about, man. Yeah, know. I'm. I'm very interested I in the them. Is, you know? I think we'll get a flashback. I also love that shot of King Kong coming down with the axe in his hand that's reflecting the nuclear beam. Do you know why it's reflecting? Have you uh, have you paid enough no. attention? Is it his scales? Is yes. It, is one of his scales? Yes. it looks cool. like it's a one of the dorsal plates yeah. from Godzilla. Gosh, man. So I, I think that's how he's going to be able to deflect yeah. it. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Kong's just a big primate. Yeah. And now he's strong and smart and all that, obviously. But Godzilla has... Atomic powers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's. It's, it's always kind of you, always been one side. Yes, especially but, they've also they've also definitely like scaled King Kong up for these movies. Oh yeah. Usually much smaller. Yeah. Uh, but it. I mean, oh man, I just I really can't wait because it just seems like they're kind of building a really good story. I hope it. I hope it does really well. It's one of those things. I don't know that I won't go watch it in theaters. Yeah. If it's playing here in Newport, I'll go watch it. Because the sound, man. It's that's it's just I one mean, of those I things. I saw the first. I saw the second one in theaters. Second Godzilla, yeah. and he, when he's when he's building up. Uh, oh, his so yell like that, is unreal. When, he, when the boom boom, when it's coming up his mm-hmm. back. I mean, it was one of those things. I mean, yeah. It was, 
I mean, I remember people saying that Venom's scream in uh, Spider-Man Three. Nah, give me that crazy. Give me that. Give me that Godzilla voice. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, it's one of those things we may just have to take a trip and watch it. Definitely. I mean, it's I'm all for watching it. if it comes out here. I'm all for watching it in theaters because it's it's just one of those you see those monster fights and you need to see that on the big yeah. screen. I mean, it's the TV in there. It's going to be nice. Sounds good, but it's not going to be a movie theater. And plus, I've not it's watched not like a movie in. You know? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I've not watched a movie in theaters in over a year now. Yeah, I'll go watch it. Me too. So we'll, we'll we'll just plan on that, depending on what happens. Um, the last movie I watched in theaters was New Mutants, and that was a horrible experience. I want to get <laughs> that out of my mind. So I'm, I'm shoot, I'm excited about that one, but I don't want to talk too much about it. We'll definitely have a full episode devoted to mm-hmm. to this when it comes out. Um, and that's the fun thing about that. We can go watch it in theaters and then come back here and watch it before we record an episode. So in case we've missed anything, that, that'll be fun. Um, quick, last thing, uh, HBO Max-wise. Uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, coming out March 18th, I believe, is what they said this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's officially been announced. I know we talked on here that it was supposedly going to be four one-hour episodes. Yeah. Uh, they've confirmed that it's going to be a four-hour movie, um, which... The, the more I hear about this movie, the more I'm like, just put it out. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited. I don't care. Excited is not the right word. I'm interested in it. Four hours knowing that I can watch it here, mm-hmm. I'm okay with. Because yeah. if I need to break it up, watch it two different sittings, I'm fine with that. No, I'll probably sit and watch all four hours. Uh, but, I mean, it's as broad as it is long. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it. Whether it was a four-hour movie or four split up into four hours mm-hmm. on a show. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's not going to change the, the DCEU. Yeah. So go ahead and put it out and let's let everybody watch it. And, uh, last bit of news, a little bit of sports, um, Super Bowl yep. next week. Uh, Chiefs and Bucks. Um, Okay, before you go, I don't. I mean, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a recap episode, so I don't want to spend too much time. Well, next week will be our full preview so episode. I, I don't want to. I just want to say one thing about this Super Bowl. I don't care. I literally don't care about this Super Bowl at all. I don't give a crap who wins. I've seen Tom Brady win a thousand times. <laughs> I don't have to see it again. I really don't give two hoots about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's literally like I. Congrats, whoever wins. You I'll mean, say it right now. Congrats. I don't care. I'm the same way. As of right now, I don't care. Now, ask me next Sunday night when I put my bets in. Well, yeah, it makes sense. I'll tell you whether or not I care. But it's one of those things like, when it comes to a Super Bowl like this, of course, if, like, if your team's not in it. It's, well, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like, last year we were kind of like, man, it kind of feels weird. Super Bowls really aren't that good. They don't have Tom Brady in them. And now that Tom Brady's in the one, I'm like. Don't really care. It could have been the Bills, man. It would have been so much more exciting if it was the Bills. Well, and like, I think that's part of it too. It it's one. It's so much more exciting if it was them, or or if it was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I would have cared a little bit more if it was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I literally don't care about this Super Bowl at all. It's that's all I'm gonna say about it. Well, the that's way I look at it, it, like I said, we'll do a preview next week, like what we think our yeah. scores, all that good stuff's gonna be, but. I don't know. It's for me. It's the last football game of the year. It's. I'll watch it. I yeah, I mean for sure I'll watch it. Um, but it's the last game of the year. Um, 
course, the Chiefs beat the Bills. Bucks beat the Saints last week. Bucks beat the Packers. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Lord have mercy. Um, Bucks beat the Packers. Bucks did everything they could to lose that game. Yeah. And Green Bay just didn't take hold. <laughs> I did see something where it was like a, it's like a Photoshop of somebody. It was Freddy from the Scooby Doo. Yeah. Pulling off a ghost or pulling off Tom Brady's like a, like a Tom Brady mask. Yeah. It was Jameis Winston under because he had three interceptions and yeah. three touchdowns. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I don't really care. I hope it's a good game. Hope it's worth watching. Um, but we'll just have to see come next week. Uh, so that's all for the news. Unless you've got anything else. So if we look at our main topic for this week, mm-hmm. um, outside of the news, there isn't really a whole lot. Other than the fact that WandaVision is in its fourth week of, I believe, nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're almost halfway through the, the, the season there. It's nine um, episodes? I believe so. I thought it was eight, but I could be wrong. I I'm pretty sure eight. Pretty sure they said nine because they, they said that the first three would kind of set everything up. The last next six. three would start the rotation into craziness. And then the last three would be full-blown like MCU movie. Is basically the way they described it. Um, so so far, we've really not got anything but what we've seen in the trailers. Um, it's they're in this town of Westview. Um, their life, Wanda and Vision's life, is being broadcast as a old school sitcom, um, spanning the fifties, sixties, seventies. So far, that's what we've seen. Um, with trailers, I know we're going to see a Modern Family spoof. So that's modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, then I could see something like The Office. I don't know. I, I know we've seen Modern Family for sure. I don't know what else they'll do. Um, so we've seen 50s, 60s, 70s, and a preview of modern day. So I would say we'll get 80s, 90s. I think 90s is friends. It's got to be right. Probably. I, I would think so. Um, I would have loved that Andy Griffith, like 50s or 60s. Yeah. Being the 50s and 60s. Uh, I think they did what Bewitched and the Mary Tyler Moore Show maybe is what they've that what they based totally it off of. Uh, no, I agree okay. totally. But either way, it's been weird because it's been like it's been your modern day Avengers stuck in this, and it doesn't really doesn't really make sense. Um, going into this, we do want to give a spoiler warning. Definitely, yeah. uh, there's a good chance we'll. I mean, we are going to talk about what happened in the most recent episode. So if you've not seen it. Pause it, go watch WandaVision, come back and, and, and listen to the rest of this. Um, but in the first three episodes, not a whole lot happened. No. Um, got a lot a lot of black and white. Finally, the third episode's they in had color. Some, they, just had some fun with it, you know? they did. And, and it's like I said, it's... a little wacky, you know? And just kind of setting everything up. Yeah. Uh, so, going into episode four, we've seen everything from the Westview perspective. So we've seen it in the town. We come in to see, or episode four, it's from the sword perspective of outside of Westview. Yeah. The group that is there investigating as to what's going on. So we meet, well, we don't meet him. We've seen him before. We see Jimmy Woo, who was in Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. They're there on a missing persons call. Now, this episode does not say who this missing persons is yeah, they're looking for. He was from somewhere. He was from Ant- Ant-Man. Yeah, so did you, did you notice in the very first that episode uh-huh. when she walks up and he goes, hi, and he pick, he flicks his hand up and he has a card in his hand, his business card. He says, Jimmy Woo, and he hands it to her. 
if you remember in Ant-Man, you know, he's friends with Scott Lang. Right. Well, friends, because yeah. they deal with the law. But he, Scott Lang is doing magic mm-hmm. with cards. He keeps doing that sleight of hand magic trick with a card, and he's like, "How do you do that?" And he never tells him. Well, he's figured it out okay. because that's what he does. That was a little callback. He does this sleight of hand with his mm-hmm. business card. Um, so he introduces himself to Monica Rambo, as we know of the daughter of Maria Rambo, Rambo from Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will admit, the other night I was laying in bed and I was just thinking, you know what? How in the world are they going to make this work? How are they going to say that the last time we saw her, she was a child? And now she's an adult. And I was watching it the other day, and it just clicked. Like a light bulb went off in my head that Captain Marvel took place in the 90s. Did you not remember that? I don't know what happened. My brain just didn't work there for a little while when I was thinking about it. And it just clicked. I was like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we find out at the start of this episode that she was in the blip. Yep. So when Thanos snapped, she disappeared. She was with her mother in the hospital, Maria, who was dealing with cancer. She was about to get discharged the first time. Yes. She had just had surgery. Um, yes, she had. She was having surgery to deal with cancer. She gets the snap happens. She disappears. The mom doesn't. Yeah, so we would get the whole fifty-fifty rule. So she disappears. Her mother doesn't. We pick back up with WandaVision. Maybe the coolest scene we've seen in Marvel. Maybe since all the group came back in Endgame. We see. Just the same way they disappeared, when they broke up into little pieces and flew off, mm-hmm. they materialized the same way, yeah. which I thought was super cool. Because like when I was watching it, I was like, "What in the world is going on?" She was and then, as being asleep for like twenty. Yes, minutes. and then it clicked. I was like, "Oh, she was in like she just came she back because she you can't figure out why her mother was not in the hospital room." Yeah. And she of course finds the or gets told the unfortunate news that her mother died. The cancer came back, and she passed away while she was gone. She passed away two years into the five-year gap. Yes, she'd she been gone for three years. years she yep. passed away, yeah. So, of course, Maria sets up S.W.O.R.D., which is one of the modern-day equivalents to S.H.I.E.L.D. once S.H.I.E.L.D. crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Maria goes back to work, um, and Monica. she gets... So, yeah, Monica goes back to work, gets assigned to the missing persons case to work with the FBI, which is, as we know, is Jimmy Woo. Mm-hmm. So, she gets there, and notices that there's a force field around Westview. Yep. Also, they've kind of like wiped the memory of everybody around there. Because the missing person, Jimmy Woo and the FBI went out to their family and talked to them. And they're like, we don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. We have no memory of who that is. So it's interesting. I still don't think we've scratched the surface on what is going to be going on there. Yeah. I mean, when she... Gets thrown out of Westview. She she comes to saying it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. So, I think that definitely means that I don't necessarily think Wanda's the villain of this story. Mm-hmm. I think something's affecting her, but it's a mess. Um, but that that blip opening scene, top notch. Yeah, definitely. Because this one of the scenes like we see them come back and it was also funny because it was like. You know, you see them, you think of them bringing everybody back as, like, being the hero moment, like, everybody's been restored, life, and stuff like that. That hospital just getting the overflow. With it's absolutely crazy, because, I mean, back. she runs into that guy that just, like, she's running, there's nobody there, and that guy just all of a sudden is there. Nowhere, yes. Like, you know, like, it's like, it makes you think, like, 
what exactly happened to everyone who got brought back? It's almost like if somebody was in the air flying a plane, where are they now? Yeah. Do they, do they come back just to sit in a plane? Do they come back in the air where they were? You yeah. Know, all these different things happen. I mean, because we've seen two examples back. of that. We've seen that one with uh, Monica, mm-hmm. and we saw the film from Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows that band, the high school band performing. Also, there's just people standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen two. I think going forward in the MCU, I think we're going to see more of that. Yeah. I think we're going to see a little bit of uh, how that has affected everybody. Because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't really have time to set that up in Endgame. No. Plus, they had bigger things to deal with yeah. in Endgame. So I would say we'll see that. Um, so getting on into it. Still don't know the main villain or what the deal is. Of course, we have Agnes, who's the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, in episode three, her and Herb, I think, is the next the neighbor, and they're talking, and they almost like seem to give away what's going on when talking to Vision. And she turns and stops him. Yeah. So I don't. That was kind of creepy. Don't really know what the reason for that was, but I mean, I still think it may turn out that she's Agatha Harkness who is a very powerful witch in Marvel Universe. Um, she's one of those, she doesn't age. Mm-hmm. She was she lived through the Salem witch trials. Yeah. So she's, I mean, she's a witch from way back. Um, and she's also, we've talked about it a little bit, she's also involved with Mephisto, which is the MCU version of the devil, mm-hmm. and the Grim Reaper, who's another main villain that deals a lot with uh, Vision. So... I don't necessarily think Wanda's the villain. A lot of rumors is that she's going to end up being the quote-unquote villain in Multiverse of Madness. Mainly because she's kind of going to be unhinged and still... You can kind of tell, we're starting to see, that she did not have the time to mentally deal with Vision dying. Because, you know, when he dies, she gets snapped. Mm -hmm. So she disappears in the blip. So when she comes back, we're looking at the time period of WandaVision. She comes back for Endgame, and then we kind of go straight into this. Uh-huh. So she's not really had time to mentally deal with the death of of, of the guy that she loved, even yeah. though he's not a guy, obviously. But Now, I have seen stuff that... I mean, is there a lot visions a lot? Like, do you think they... They could go that route because I, mean, I just don't know how. Yes, yeah, the thing, man. They got my mindstone's gone. It got ripped out of his head, and he got taken back in yeah. time. Yeah. So I don't know. And then of course, there's that scene in episode four when he comes in shortly after sending uh, Monica flying. You see him coming in the background. It's a, a repeat of episode three, and he asks her what's wrong, and she turns around and she sees his, him standing there dead. I was looking away. I must have been away. When she turns around, it's his dead body with the hole in his head and everything standing there talking to her. And she panics Mm -hmm. and closes her eyes and she opens it back up. It's back to the vision we've seen. So, I mean, I tell you what, watching that the first time, I was shocked. Because I just didn't expect it. Um, So I don't, I don't, I think he's going to end up being a projection. Like, you know, later in the episode, he says, it's that same scene. Mm-hmm. He says, we can go wherever we want. Yeah. And she says, no, we can't. This is our home. It's because wherever they're at, whatever magic she's using is whatever's keeping him, yeah. quote unquote, alive. Um, 
so I don't exactly know where they're going to go with that because in the, I don't know, there was a trailer for episode five and he's flying and the streets torn up. So I think maybe next week's episode, we're going to start to see more, maybe not battles, but something going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, if we look forward, because we don't want to get too far into it, because like I said, we've only seen four episodes. We've seen a little over a quarter of the series. So from what we've seen, I was so much more interested in the Monica Rambeau. Being outside, everything going on outside, no one's inside. Oh, that episode, that fourth episode. And it's not that I I was just like, I I almost just felt like the first. Well, it's finally starting to feel like a Marvel. Kind of just like pointless, and it was fun, but after after a while, it was like it's kind of getting old. And it's also interesting to see, like again, spoilers, that whatever's happening is projecting a sitcom out into the world. Yeah. Rather than this just being filmed like a sitcom. Yes. This is actually happening that yes. way. Yeah. It's, so it's, so it's episode so four, I think... You can kind of manipulate from the outside, yeah. but also she can manipulate from the inside. You see that with the drone changing form in, the, in her... Well, same way with some of the things that happened. Um, you also realize, you also feel like figuring out where the beekeeper thing came from. She was just visualizing that shield hazmat suit as a beekeeper suit. Yes. Sword hazmat Well, when he went through the... When he went through, it turned into that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... And, like, there was that one... Which is a couple. But she... She's manipulating what the... Or somebody, whether it's her or somebody else, is manipulating what they see on that broadcast. Right. Because remember, there's... They shows shows the broadcast of Monica, and we don't see what happened to her. Mm -hmm. It just, like, skips. Yeah. And so there's multiple skips into, like, big events that they don't show. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we see the return of Darcy Lewis. Um, from Thor, yeah. um, so that's she's she was in. yeah, she was in Thor. That's another, I was. I think she's in the first two Thors. Yes, I think she's in the first one. I'm pretty sure she's in the second one. Uh, Actually, but maybe not because they're usually they're mostly for no. I take that back. She is because they're in. They're like doing the different stuff and they're trying to line up the worlds and stuff like that. She's like running through. Yeah, stuff like that. You're right. So we've not seen her since I guess Thor: The Dark World. No. Um. But she comes in, she works for Sword. She comes in and she's she's the one that discovers that this is being broadcasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, one fun little nod, and I'm, I'm sure that they didn't change this recently. It's one of those things that they've used when filming. But when Jimmy Woo's character is... Or sorry, when Jimmy Woo is riding on the whiteboard... And they're trying to figure out what's going on. He's asking all the same questions that we've all been asking yeah. for weeks now. Like, who's causing this? What's going on? Why is it? Yeah, so it's that's fun. And it's I think it's one of those they're things. also identifying the people who are playing different parts. Yes. You know? Like, what do they have to do? You know? So, Jesus Christ, I think I almost died. Oh, my goodness. When we get video, that's going to be so much fun for you guys to see. I'm just going to keep all this in because that's pretty funny. Just to stop a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it distracts like that. What happened? Did the uh, thing pop out of... The, the stopper popped out, which it's prone to do. That's and, pretty... Uh, I thought I was going for a little that's, coaster, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, but it's neat to see Disney and Marvel kind of take what the questions they knew we were going to be asking mm-hmm. and put them into the show. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's fun. 
Another fun little thing, like I said, we're not going to go too far into it because we've still got, I think, five episodes left. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into all this again. Watching an interview this week with Paul Bettany with the Lights Camera Pod guys mm-hmm. of Barstool. He did an interview and was talking about, I think it was the last three episodes. And he talks about a scene where he got to act with a, he got to do a scene with an actor that he's always wanted to work with in Marvel. He said it's absolutely insane and it's one of his favorite things he's ever shot. But he doesn't go into detail about who it's going to be. Now, I don't have a clue who that could be. Who's Paul Bettany? Vision. The guy that plays Vision. So, I don't know if that's... I wouldn't think it would be Doctor Strange. Because surely Vision and Doctor Strange have interacted, haven't they? Strange is a man in the area of Infinity War. Well, he is, but they're separate. You know, he's not a king because he's separate. He's on the other planet. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't see Paul Bettany saying that big of a spoiler type thing and it being Doctor Strange. Yeah. But, I mean, also, they haven't interacted on screen before. Oh, uh, yeah. Movie. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, like... I can't see him going out of his way no, I don't think it to given that sort of that sort of news that we don't know about uh, for somebody like Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't be shocked if Doctor Strange shows up because we're going to see all this play out in his movie too. But I I don't know. That's fun to think about. Also, the last little thing: there's a possibility this may set up Doctor Doom. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but Doctor Doom, while he is a Fantastic Four villain, his his intro to the MC or to the Marvel universe is not necessarily tied to the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. like it has seemed to be in the movies. He's from a country. He's from Latvia, yes. which is right near Sokovia. Mm-hmm. He ends up being the king in that area. Uh, and taking over because he's a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most powerful sorcerers in Marvel. Um, so his mother is a witch. Yeah. She ends up losing her soul to Mephisto. Mm-hmm. And he spends the early part of his time as Doctor Doom fighting Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Trying to win his mother's soul back. Yeah. So could we see him introduced? Probably not. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get his mother. I believe her name was Cynthia Von Doom. Yeah. Wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we see his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who knows? We may... Uh, they said this is a jumping off point for, for not just Phase 4, but they're, what we're going to see going forward. So, I I don't know. It's one of those things I've been... I can't wait till Fridays to watch the newest episodes. Because yeah. it's been... I think it's been pretty good. And like I said, it also helps that we've not seen anything Marvel in a year. And so if you like Marvel and you like these things, you're excited to see that. But it's also movie quality in a TV show. Yeah. Because I was thinking the other day, now of course the way it's cut up, it wouldn't work, but I could see this as a movie. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be, like if this was just one movie and we saw all this stuff, like I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if you have anything else to add about WandaVision, but I'm, it's it's been pretty dang good so yeah, far. I, I, like I said, I, I really enjoyed this 
most recent episode because it was yeah. a, a look on the. Look it on was the, more MCU. It was definitely it was definitely felt more Marvel. Yeah. It felt more, and I'm, I'm kind more of, of what was, we're used to I'm and what we were curious, waiting like, for. What's going on here? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? I got I kind of got to know that with this stuff. Yeah. You know. So, I'm definitely. It was cool to get answers. You know, like just to see, yeah. like I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was revealed in this mm-hmm. most recent episode that made me. A lot more interesting to be like, okay, what is going on? Because at first I was like, is, is this? Because I didn't really know where the show was going. I didn't really watch any trailers or anything. I was like, is this just going to be a sitcom show? It's like goofy. No, I I knew they were headed somewhere else, but I'm like you. I was just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, you know. So it's, I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Um. Also, timeline wise, we know this is before Far From Home. Yeah. It's so it's between Endgame and Far From Home, and I think Far From Home happened, what, two months after Endgame or something like that? Something like that. So be interesting to see how that plays out timeline-wise. Because mm-hmm. um, I read somewhere that there's a possibility that this may explain how J. Jonah Jameson shows up mm-hmm. and reveals Peter's... Identity. Yeah, so that... I don't know. I We could speculate all day and probably never be right, so... <laughs> It's one of those things. We'll we'll leave it at I try that. To avoid speculation and like videos, just talking about stuff. You know, I try to just I wait till everything is done. See, you're better than me. <laughs> as soon as I see something on YouTube that and I'll, I'll talks kinda, about I'll, it, I'll listen to an if I see like an interesting article about like you know different things, I'll I'll peek. But I I, you know, I just try to. I've been doing it a couple for the past couple of years. I I just stay disconnected from raw to stuff. I try not to look at spoiler stuff, but like if it's it. just theory, I don't care to watch I it. Don't watch. I don't, I don't really watch much trailers for anything. You know, I saw the comics. If I see them, I'll watch them. Yeah. But I, don't, I didn't watch the episode. I didn't watch a trailer for uh, The Last Jedi. I don't think I watched the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Most most things that come out, I don't really check out trailers much anymore just because I just go in dark. It, it tends to be a better experience when I do. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. Uh, I mean, two of, the, two of the best movie experiences I've had in the past five years have been Kong Skull Island and Power Rangers, and I had nothing. Had no clue what was going to happen. I mean, yeah. I, some friends were like, "You don't, you want to go see Kong Skull Island?" I was like, yeah, "Sure," and it was amazing. And then you were like, "We got to see Power Rangers." I was like, "Absolutely, we got to see Power Rangers," and it was amazing. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I also, I wish I was that way. Mm-hmm. I can't stay away from like trailer wise things like that. Like if it's something I'm interested in and excited about, yeah. I'll watch them. See, like, I'm completely I, different about video games. Yeah. With video games, it's like, oh, give me the next trailer, give me the next trailer, you know? Yeah. For most things. some There are some projects where I'm like, okay, I've seen enough, I don't need to know anymore. But, like, there's, like, I can't wait for another Hogwarts Legacy trailer. I want to see the Star Wars trailer. I really want to see the Indiana Jones trailer. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm about the exact opposite. With, I want to yeah. see gameplay. I want to see a bunch of different stuff. I'm about yeah. the exact opposite with the games, actually. I understand that. Well, that's... Pretty much wrapping up everything I've got for this week, yep. unless you've got anything to add. No, so if you want to, go ahead and uh, close it out for us, pal. Yeah, again, thank you guys for listening. It's been a long one today, but we had a lot to unpack. Of course, apologies for missing last episode. Shouldn't happen again. But uh, as we move into this new format, we just got to shake the, shake out the... The bugs and the rust. Shake out everything, get everything fixed. Uh, you can follow me at EchoSmith21 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Aaron at AaronGreg21 on Twitter. And you can follow at the Underdogs Pod WTC or Underdogs Pod WTC 
on Twitter and Instagram to find out more about when the show goes live, new updates, and stuff like that. As well as you can send us DMs on Twitter and Instagram. Keep going. Send us inst- Instagram, stuff like that. Actually, pause. Okay. You good? Casey said he sent in a question. He said the other day that he commented oh. on the SoundCloud and sent in a question. I'm pretty sure. Alright, welcome to the first edition Yikes. of the Underdogs podcast featuring Aaron Gray and Harrison Smith. Yikes, I think. Sports, video games, movies, TVs, Annie. I hate him. What'd he say? <laughs> he commented a week and said, would love to be a guest on the box. He said, the other day he take. I was talking to him, he said, oh yeah, by the way, I may or may not have commented on your SoundCloud. He's like, about the uh, latest episode. I was like, okay. No, I forgot it. So, I don't remember what you had left to do. I just have the, I was going to say. And anyway, um, yeah, you can... Obviously, follow, you can also you can obviously DM us on Twitter or Instagram, and uh, for questions and stuff like that. Also, as we move into Apple, Spotify, and uh, any other place I can try to get it on there, we'll have uh, you can download episodes. You can do that. You can that way you don't have to have Wi-Fi or anything to listen. Uh, you can also uh, give us some five star ratings, and uh, I did say in our last one we recorded that I would shout out some five star ratings. So. You give us a five star rating on app on uh, iTunes Apple Podcasts. Uh, you will be featured on this show. And as always, guys, thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Deuces.